What's up, world? Nerd culture. It's your man, DJ Nike. We got Big Mike in the building. Of course, Bill, this is the Comic Zone podcast. If this is your first time, make sure you check us out. Give us those reviews, Whether wherever you get your podcast, whether it's uh, Apple Music, uh, Spotify. We're on YouTube. Make sure you like, rate, and let us know. We want to know exactly how we are doing. So how's it going, fellas? Good, good. Going. It's going, going. Just made the most delicious drink ever by mistake. <laughs> right. We got to remember that. I threw it together like MacGyver and it just works. <laughs> I made the me. most perfect drink just by itself. Chavez and ice. Agua. But there is vodka back here, too. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects today. More than meets the eye. Transformers, baby. Uh, I used to dance like so my mom when I had like the toys, right? Right. I, I was... Too little to be able to transform them all the way by myself. So I would have my mom do it, uh-huh. and then I would bounce around her and make the transformer noises. <laughs> the sound effects are so pivotal to that whole franchise. Oh, yeah. Toys, cartoons, oh, yeah. movies. You know, it's just like Star Wars. It's got its own... Yes, and for any fan, whether you're a casual fan or a hardcore fan, like you hear those those sound effects and you know immediately what from. it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it'd be like if they made the live action movies but didn't use the sound effect and did like something else. Well, yeah, like be like, you feel like what the fuck is this? Well, they did use a different sound. You know, but it's, a little, it sound, it's a little different. Yeah. But like if you were like the very first time a Transformer transformed in the live action movies, which was uh, the Decepticon, the, the helicopter, uh, when it right before it attacked that base, it before it actually started transforming, they used the, the G1, the Generation 1, for people who don't know the slang. They used the cartoon sound and then it made their more realistic sound. But I remember being at that being at that movie and hearing that before it actually happened mm-hmm. it was like i creamed you know yeah. what i'm saying i was like oh there it is thank you yeah. <laughs> yeah they didn't leave it out thank god yeah you know when uh b- before the live action movies i think one of my favorite animated movies ever is the transformers uh what 1986 was it? it was called transformers the movie yep that movie is pretty dope oh like, yeah all around uh, it gets kind of weird with the Rodimus Prime stuff. Right. But, I mean. Well, you got to think, the main reason for the cartoon and its only real purpose was to sell toys. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those. G.I. Joe. Most G.I. of those yeah. cartoons were Thundercats. made. Mm-hmm. Were made to sell. To, yeah. He-Man. He-Man. Mm-hmm. And, and, and going back and actually watching them, it's shocking how good some of the storylines actually were you know considering it was really just it was a 22 minute commercial you know and a lot of them were still good is it does it take time to get around to that so in the later seasons are you saying like i think honestly when they did because there was some like the transformers toys a lot of people don't know this because hasbro bought the rights to them but hasbro didn't own the toys the transformer toys came from three different lines of toys that already existed from japan from japan yeah so you know it was there they they got a couple of people to throw storylines together and there were no factions either Mm -hmm. it was they were just toys like there were jets and 
guns and stuff like that. And well, somebody in their culture, they love their mechs and robots yep. and shit, man. It's like huge over there. So you almost don't even need a fucking storyline. You just they'll buy that shit anyway over there, you know. But in order for it to sell yeah, to the Western to market, here. yeah, they had to throw that storyline behind them. So, like all the bad guys, the Decepticons were army military equipment, and then all the Autobots, the good guys, were just like cars and stuff. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Well, Optimus Prime was just a big like, ass truck. Yeah, he's just a fucking semi truck, but I mean, he's cool as fuck. Hell yeah. And, yo, know, since you mentioned. What was the name of the other one? He was the flat faced, like the blue uh, semi. Ultra Magnus? Yeah. That oh, was, he thought he had the fucking coolest name. Yeah, and you, and uh, Robert Stack did that. That was another thing when the eighty six uh, or the eighty six cartoon movie came out. It was like all famous people that were doing the voices. And as a kid, like we understand it now, being older, that's because you know the parents had to take the kids, so you know they got something out of those you know those star voices. As kids, we didn't care. You know what I mean? It's like who's Judd Nelson? You know what I mean? Uh, only one I knew was uh, Leonard Nimoy because he did Galvatron, obviously uh, Spock. But I didn't know most of those names, you know, those people. And then going back now, thinking about it, like there was like DJs. Uh, what's the guy that died a couple years back? He was a big time radio DJ. Casey Kasem. Oh. Uh, he did like a lot of cartoons. Oh, He's yeah, the, he did. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, he was a big. Yeah, he was the guy. original voice for uh, Shaggy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so. he was on uh, the Super Friends, and he was the voice of Robin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he did a lot, like a serious, a lot of different voices. Yeah, he years. would do a lot of the fucking uh, holy whatever Batman line. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. He was uh, was it Super Friends? I could look it up, but yeah, it was on one of those old cartoons. But he did so many of them. You know what I mean? Like the like when you, when you look at like if you go to IMDb, the Internet Movie Database, and you look up like a lot of those voice actors until most of them passed away. They did that shit for 40, 50 years. You know what I mean? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Right. And Peter Cullen, uh, the dude that does Optimus Prime, he's been doing that for. 50 years, you know what I mean? Well, 40 years for Transformers, but he did Voltron. He was the first voice for Eeyore. And the fact that he has stayed on to do, like, different iterations of the Transformers cartoon. You can't fucking change Optimus Prime's voice, dude. They've tried. And there's a... there's a That's another thing, like you were saying about uh, the sounds of Transformers yeah. or what really resonate with people. And it's go all the way up to the voices of the the people. Right. And, I, and and it's funny because everybody was mad at at uh, Michael Bay. Matter of fact, a lot of the hardcore Transformers fans are still mad at Michael Bay for a lot of the voices that he changed. But for some of them, it fit. Like you got to think those cartoons came out in the '80s, mm-hmm. and some of those overly not animated voices just didn't yeah. You use cartoony voices, yeah, that sound ridiculous. But they kind of thought that about like using the right costumes in x-men you know what i mean yeah it's like oh it'd look kind of ridiculous we know now that's not true it right probably, like if done now it would look fine and they could basically be wearing what they wore in the comics but i think I'm a lot, like, yeah but a lot of times i think they're scared of you know because the one thing michael bay did say and i understand even though i'm a hardcore fan is like he just didn't want to make it for the fans. He wanted to get a whole new generation mm-hmm. of people to watch Transformers. Which so, is why he didn't have uh, Megatron turning into a pistol, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he turned into like a big cannon or some shit, right? He was like a, he was, well actually he was a triple changer because he was like a tank, but he also was like a, a spaceship. Like Megatron didn't have an, an, an Earth mode in the first movie. So he could just turn into whatever. Mm-hmm. 
That's badass. But yeah, he 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 did a lot of things that I actually understand. It makes sense. Like when you're in eight in the eighties and you're a kid. It didn't matter how something could turn into a gun that a human could hold, but then it could turn into a gun the size that a 14-foot transformer could hold. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We just rewatched Bumblebee, mm-hmm. and I still that's one of my favorites. I you know, It was a soft reboot of the ones that Michael Bay did. He still produced it, but he didn't have as much of the – he didn't get a chance to write and take over like some of the other ones. So Bumblebee – I think overall is a better movie compared to most of the ones that came out, especially the latter ones. So I was watching it and I was getting a lot of ET vibes right. from it. And then I realized that Steven Spielberg is listed in the mm-hmm. credits mm-hmm. and that eighties kind of vibe and that nostalgic feel, which I liked and enjoyed with it. It's like, Oh, that's him. That's his touch or enabling those people to make that in that movie. And I think it was I supposed didn't... to too, because it's, it takes place in the eighties. And I guess that's where, the next one, the new movie starts off in the ni- it's in the nineties, but yeah, we're still so like they, they did 2000s. a chron- they did a chronological, and it's like they're in order, unlike yeah. Star Wars, until until Bumblebee where it jumps backwards, and then next is uh, Rise of the Beasts. Rise of the Beasts. What are you thinking of that? What are you? Uh, the pluses, I think, what they're planning on doing with like the uh, Beast Wars, so adding the Transformers that turn into Which animals. Is cool as fuck. I think they're doing a really good job from what I've seen from the trailer. So, you know, there's not a whole lot. We're talking two minutes. But Beast Wars was a cool cartoon. Like, I I didn't watch it a lot, but I did like it. I, I liked the idea of them turning into something other than cars and turning into, like, the big gorilla. I always thought he was cool as fuck looking. And, you know, that was, I, I believe, don't hold out, someone must have to check. I think Beast Wars was the first fully computer-generated yeah. cartoon. Oh, first cartoon? Yeah, the first cartoon that, well, they used that computer generation. Like, since then, like... What about that show Reboot? You ever, you remember that? Slightly. It, that whole show was computer animated. Was it before or was it after? I don't know. That's what I was wondering. Don't even... Didn't even watch either cool of those. Uh, Beast Wars came out way later. Uh, we're talking mid-early 90s. And I didn't get on it as much because I was in the Marine Corps and I had better things to do to watch TV than at that point in time. But my roommate was really big into it and he knew I was big with the G1. So I remember a lot of times I would, you know, catch the tail end of episodes and stuff like that. And now that it's free, you can watch it on Tubi. Matter of fact, you can watch all of the all of the Transformers episodes on Tubi and Hasbro has a channel on YouTube so you can watch them all there for free. You don't even have to buy that shit anymore. Uh, I'm working my way through Beast Wars now because I don't want to be completely lost. So it, does it tie into the G1 It does. Storyline? Yeah. Uh, 1996. Okay, that's when it Damn, came it's out. That old. Four seasons. I would have thought that came out in the 2000s, like the early 2000s. No, I knew it was in the in the 90s because I was in the core still. Yeah, it was one of the earliest fully fully CGI television shows. It's one of the earliest. So not the first, but among the first. But yeah, it takes uh, in the in the basically in as far as the timeline, they crashed on Earth after the Transformers did the regular Transformers. But remember, they were like inactive for like four million years 
because of you know their, their planes crashed. It wasn't until that volcano went off that their computer reanimated them. I don't remember. Well, the, the reason that the reason that the Beast Wars turned into beasts was because there was so much of energon, the energy that they used, mm -hmm. and and it was killing them. So they had to take on an organic form, which is why they turned into robots or why they turned into animals. Okay. It makes sense when you actually watch it from the beginning. Okay. Maybe I'll have to watch it. Is it? It's pretty good, huh? I think so, yeah. And it had a much smaller cast, too. There were maybe, I think in the first season, there were only like eight uh, tra Transformers, four of the good guys and four of the bad guys. So is they it, call Isn't Megatron the bad guy still? Yes, and the good guy's name is Optimus Primal, but they're descendants of Optimus Prime and Megatron. They're not the originals that we know. Optimus Primal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nice play on words. Nice play on words. <laughs> Optimus derivative. Yep. Dude, so the first movie uh with Shia LaBeouf. Now, doesn't he look like such a baby now? If you see a pic, you watch like Oh yeah, the, in the that, movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's like totally ba a baby. One of the funniest parts in that movie or any one. of or any of them is when him and Bernie Mac are like uh um, hackling over the over the car. Oh yeah, he's and, and R.I.P. Like, Bernie Mac. And he's all, he tells him a price. Bernie Mac tells him a price, and he's like, "Yeah, but the paint's faded." He's, he's like, like, "But it's custom." But it's custom. He's like, "It's custom, custom faded." faded? Yeah. <laughs> that shit is that part is fucking hilarious. Yeah, if you, if you could and, be in a movie and steal steal a scene in a couple of minutes, Shia LaBeouf is hilarious in those movies when he's screaming. What which movie is it? Uh, most of them, but it was mostly in the first but one. There's one of them, like the second or third movie, when the chick is like making out with him and then starts trying to kill him. Oh yeah, remember? Is yes. that the third one? That's the second one. Yeah, because her tongue like turns into like, <laughs> yes, and he starts, dude. He screams like a fucking girl in that part. And it's, it's it, that is hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He's just fucking screaming his head off. I th yo, do you know how he ended up being in those movies? Actually. Will Smith, when uh Michael Bay, oh yeah, he, Michael Bay was talking to was talking to Will Smith about, yeah, I'm thinking about doing a Transformers uh, movie, and he was like, but I need a young actor, and he was like, well, yo, you remember that kid that we put in? Uh, what was the one that took place in I Robot? Shia, Shia had a very small part in that movie. He was only in it for like two, three, and he stole the show in that, like as far as comedy goes. And he was like, yo, you remember that kid, Shia? He was like, the kid from Holes? And he was like, yeah. He was like, that kid is a great actor. So Will Smith actually helped him get that role. Yeah. Nice. And I think he killed it. He did a, a peener, peanut butter falcon. Painter. Peanut butter falcon. I've it, heard that term. What's that mean? No, that is it, it's his movie. With Shia LaBeouf. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Is it that is, the one he directed? It's really good. Um, and it was like Sundance or one of those like. Yeah. He's doing a one about like a priest or something now. I think it's called Lake Padre or some shit. Maybe I'm wrong. He's doing. Uh, I forget the fucking name of it. It's something Padre. Like it's about. We will look it up. <laughs> and then he did one uh, with this. Down syndrome, is that the same that's one? That's the peanut butter falcon. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering that's, if that... that is a solid film, like especially like kind of independent, but like feel good, and still kind of, you know, action. It, it he's a total fuck up, and then kind of <laughs> redeems himself. Nice. Well, that's kind of how his life has been. 
but he wouldn't be the only one. I like we as much as we say like he's always been a good actor. He's done. He's had his antics that kind of you know put well, him under the bus for a while. But Robert, Robert Downey Jr. went through I the mean, same he thing. Beat up his wife. I don't think that. <laughs> I didn't know he was well, married. Well, oh, it was his girlfriend. The, yeah, she was he, that rapper I mean, He beat her ass though. So. Yeah, I heard about that. And I think more than once. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I'm not saying you can't redeem yourself. Padre Pio, Pio. There you go. Uh, but I, I definitely think he was one of the best parts, especially in the first film. I I waited, what? Let's see. You figure the, the original cartoon came out in 1984. The live action movie came out in what, like 2012, something like that? So I waited almost 30 years for a live action film. And no matter what people say about Michael Bay and his explosions and shit like that, I think the first movie, before the, so before Bumblebee, when they they got a chance to see all the mistakes that were made and then start over. Because like I said, Bumblebee is a soft reboot. So basically the other four movies, five movies didn't take place. <laughs> you know what I mean? They got to keep the characters and blah, blah, blah. But it's it's a soft reboot. So I think the first film was very good for waiting for as long as we did. for, And I'm glad they did wait too, so it wasn't cheesy. They waited for technology to be good enough for them to do that type of film. To make it look good. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been easy to make that look like shit bad. Yeah, it would have looked like, yeah, because that's something else he said. He didn't want it to look like, Michael Bay said he didn't want it to look like uh, Power Rangers. Yeah. yeah, fuck yeah, that would have been garbage. Yeah. Well, there would be some people that would have loved it just for. Not look like Terminator. Or not, you know. Yeah. Not look like. Copying, yeah. Looking unique and still looking traditional you know sometimes I, I feel like there's so like the i don't know there's something off about it still where i don't know what it is to me but like the way that they move and shit um it's so fluid it's hard to pick up on all the details that that's on them I, no i kind of thought the same thing it's like it was almost too much and overwhelming it's kind of was yeah. like I enjoyed it, but sometimes, yeah, like the transformation was too, like the uh, the evil spirits from Lost or the bad oh, on the yeah. island, the uh-huh. uh, you know that kind of still like swirly. It was still cool and it was good. But yeah, for it its gets... unique aesthetic in that film, but it was a little, yeah, it was like I almost needed Dramamine or something. But well, you know what? I'll give them credit because before before the first one came out on home video. Like, you know, of course, we went to the theaters to see it and stuff like that. But I remember when I was deciding what I was going to do for my home theater system. And I remember I just happened to be in Walmart and walking by one of their uh, HD displays. And again, this is, you know, early 2000s. And I remember I walked by and it, and it wasn't like a super big, like a 65 or 70 inch that you see now. But it was a good 40, 50 inch TV. And I remember I walked by and Transformers was playing and I had it at home, and I remember seeing it on that TV, and you could see, like, when they transform and, like, they roll across the ground, mm-hmm. you could see the scratch marks from, like, gravel and stuff like that. And I was like, holy shit, it is time to upgrade to HDMI because that looks better than what mine looks like at home. You know what I mean? And it, and it really added an extra layer of realism that you don't always see in those type of CGI's. So, so like, like when we were talking about some of the things in like Ant Man and some of the other Marvel mo- or superhero movies, that it definitely looks CGI. Like you could tell. Obviously, there's not these big eighty foot Transformers running around, but it really gave. Like you could tell there was metal. You could see the reflections coming. Well, off. they do look 
the way they move is very fluid and it it does look natural and real. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of what like fucks your eye up a little bit with all the detail. And it's like you said, especially when they're like transforming, it's hard to see exactly how they're, the transformation's happening. But you, you get, know what? You get two of them in a battle scene. Right. And you got yeah, both of them. A and, little weird you know, too. It's cool they did it almost like two different colors. You know, they right. had the, like the purplish dark and then like the red from Optimus or, mm-hmm. you know, we're always kind of like swirling around or, mm-hmm. but. It's hard to follow with your eyes sometimes. But you know what? It's been that's, a while since I've watched them too. But That's one of the reasons too why I like, I still like having actual hard copies because one of the thing, and I even do this with the cartoons at home, being able to do that shit in slow-mo and see everything that those artists took the time in doing, like, you know what I mean? And he said there's some things that a real, like an engineer would be like, all right, when Bumblebee transforms and you see his engines, there's two parts to everything. So it was uh, symmetric. And it was like, all right, a real car ain't gonna be like that. You're gonna have a, you know, engine over here, a battery over here and stuff like that. But it does give that fluidity, especially for the nerds like me that are doing it in slow-mo. It's like, oh, I see where the where the window was hidden, where the metal popped out, and where you know it 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 looks cool. And the fact that you can do that in slow-mo and see that and it's not just like a real quick something that they threw together. Like it it's it's cool for us hardcore Transformer fans. Well, yeah, and for it to make sense, the transformation, they're not just, like, doing a jumble of weirdness that doesn't make any sense, like like you're saying. You see where every piece goes and, like, how. That's pretty, I mean, to go into that much detail is pretty nuts. Definitely. Like, and and uh, I will also, like I said, for all of the bad, <laughs> like, the, I, I guess the big thing that the hard, like, the G, you hear me say G1 a lot. So that means the 1980s original cartoon. The biggest problem that most of the hardcore fans have is that he changed, like, a lot of their alternate modes. So Optimus before Bumblebee wasn't the flat nose truck. He had, like, the, the lion nose, whatever. What do they call those? Hmm. The 18 wheeler where the front part comes out a little bit. I don't know what the difference. I should know. My dad was a truck driver, but uh, Bumblebee was like a bug. He was a bug, and and he said he was never gonna. And Bumblebee was like the he couldn't fight in the cartoon. He was like the little brother. He was espionage. He was a spy. He was the smallest transformer. Mm-hmm. So in his robot mode, he wasn't that much taller than humans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he was like, Nah, we're making him a badass, and it worked. But there was a lot of other things he did that worked, like. Well, the whole mix- scanning of, uh, like, they could turn into whatever vehicle they wanted to as long as it was close to their size. They kind of mixed him with uh, Hot Rod. Kind of. Like, they mixed the characters because in, like, the 1986 movie, Hot Rod is basically in the Bumblebee uh, role. Yeah, like the, know, the teenage, the, young, trans. Right, he's kind of the main, yeah. main character and then ends up becoming, you know. The next the, leader. The new, the new Prime. Like he gets the Matrix, and that is a badass movie, by the way. If you haven't seen it, like anybody who hasn't, have you seen it, Bill? The, the which one? The animated movie from nineteen eighty six. No. Oh, dude, maybe the soundtrack. Probably great. did back then, but I couldn't tell you a single thing about it now. I will loan it to you. That's one of those it's films. Actually, that, a really solid. Yeah, like the story's really dope. The animation is that hand drawn, like meticulous. Super fluid animation, like it's a great movie. And uh, uh, what's the the dudes that did uh, Monty Python? One of them, he did the voice to the Junkions, 
but they also did the soundtrack. So the Monty Python people did the entire soundtrack, and it you get that feel from it too when you're listening to it. It's very cohesive, which for a kids movie is outstanding. It's a solid movie. Now for something completely different. Yeah. I'll loan it to you. The, uh, I will say the Transformers animated movie in 1986, that is something I buy every 10 years whenever it comes on a new platform, just like the Thriller album by Michael Jackson. They'll put one thing new. Uh, we we redigitized this or we added this, and it's like, all right, I know I already have it on VHS, fucking DVD, Blu-ray, 4K, but every time a new one comes out, it's like, I have to have it. That's a piece of my childhood. So if I find it like on like Real to Real or LaserDisc, do you want it? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. LaserDisc. Like, that I literally just bought it on 4K last like year. Giant fucking. Yeah, the giant, like, giant CD. Love that film. <laughs> LaserDisc. The only thing I've ever seen on LaserDisc was the, the Dire Straits, Money for Nothing. Oh, I love that song. And then that weird, there's like a weird, like, animation thing mm. where it was like dropping balls to make, make this weird music. And it was this, <laughs> like, big kinetic sculpture of, yeah. And the chicks for free. <laughs> So which one's your favorite movie, though? Uh, probably the first one. I, yeah, I just I recently I went back and watched all of them. Uh, as far as the storyline, it made sense. The first one was definitely a little bit more cohesive. I think the second one kind of f- suffers from what people say happened with like the uh, Fast and Furious films. They tried to do a lot of the things that worked in the first film, but I don't even think they gave them too much of a... Like, all right, here are your lines. I think it was like, we're going to try this. We're going to let you guys ad lib and we'll do a couple of different takes and we'll use the one that works. Like it, the second movie didn't seem to have that cohesiveness that the first one did. Well, and like the story just gets muddier and muddier the farther down the line you go. So the one that had, um, what's the uh, big planet sized? Unicron. Yeah. So you remember the movie that had him in it? The Last Night. Yeah, that movie was cool. It was a cool movie, but fuck, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But it, it but there's a reason. Like they, they did it in in expectation that there was going to be another film, and then it didn't happen. And then they did. Yeah, I was looking. It, there was it. a lot going on. I just remember there was a shitload happening. Yeah, and just like all like kind of over the place, and you're just like, can we pick a story? Like that's what it felt like to me. It was like it was. Just a lot of shit happening. And it was a really long movie, too. It was. I, but see, that- just, I just watched it too, the other day because it was like one of the only ones we had on, on disc. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it did it was kind of just all over the place. And each had subplots that kind of fit into the other ones. Right. I think that's why I like Bumblebee coming after that movie or the right. other two. It's like, all right. You know, cohesive story. And it was and almost it was, like a, it was, like like I said, a it was starting over Spider-Man or kind of that kind of story, like a coming of age story for, you know, girl how in many her car and lo- lost of her dad. I haven't seen that one all the way. So how many Transformers do you see in that movie? In Bumblebee? Yeah. There's quite a few, actually. Oh, um, uh, you don't see them through all of it because uh, it starts out on Cybertron, which I liked because that's how the cartoon started. And then it shows them coming to Earth, and then you see less. You know what I mean? It's more of the storyline with okay, Bumblebee. But so my point of that is, is it did really trim it down to almost like an Iron Man one, yeah, type deal. So you have more of your budget goes toward your focus, who is like Bumblebee. So he probably looked fucking fantastic in that movie because you didn't have to spread out that budget to 
animate all these fucking 10,000 but they transformers and also they another- dropped you right into the abyss in the, the middle of the fight at the beginning too mm-hmm. so there was well, a lot which was really cool because you got a lot of action stuff and well i hated fights and then it jumped into a little more of the right mo- the modern 90s movie style right i fucking or 80s even 80s i believe it was late 80s yeah one thing i hated about the movies was you would get a different set of transformers a lot of the time in each one and no explanation of what happened to the other ones that was yeah that is and definitely kind of, that was one. kind of my gripe with some of the x-men movies so like x2 i think that movie was fucking fantastic and a big part of that was fucking nightcrawler and then he's just gone yeah in the next movie i mean you don't i mean it's the same thing you're right yeah and I'd so agree. you're like oh who's this so you're like and they don't just they don't tell you yeah, there was like one sentence. Oh yeah, they uh, Optimus well, yeah, called they for say, backup. Yeah, yeah, so five more came, but that didn't explain to what happened to the ones because they all didn't die in the film before. Yeah, so that was a very, mm-hmm. very bad thing. That, that always drove me nuts because then you're like, oh, I'm learning like new characters now, without any explanation. Like, what head, happened to the heads one. up or explanation? It's kind of what's happening in the Amazing Spider-Man comic right now too. Oh really? We're throwing characters in. Well. Because I've read everything in all the offshoots, mm-hmm. they've ignored a lot of the offshoots that didn't work and went in their own direction. So, like Harry, uh, Harry Osborne, he's the older one, uh, not older, but anyway, the father, uh, uh, the no, Norman's the father, my bad. Yeah, he's, he's a goblin now that's on the good side, uh, white gold goblin, and it kind of ignored all of that story. And because in that story, he Peter and him kind of made up a little bit, and then. In the current Amazing Spider-Man, it kind of forgot about that. So there's a lot of pieces that, and I understand why, but, and there's rumors about MJ. Uh Uh-oh. They're like, something big's going to happen with MJ. Hmm. The the problem that I'm seeing is that all the hype, there's been a lot, like I mentioned before, the the Spider-Boy comic that's been sells. All these hype moves, whenever there's a big collector, they're collecting like a new appearance or some big twist. Right. But the story itself have kind of sucked. Ugh. You know, in my in my opinion, as far as it haven't been that impactful. And it reminds me a lot of like the comic bubble when things popped. Mm-hmm. And I kind of am concerned as far as industry wide that, you know, the COVID boost right. is gone. And people are back to their normal work and there's a little more of a recession we even lost our own comic book store. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reasons we don't need to get into. And um, <laughs> then, so it's like they're trying to reach out. They're, they're being desperate rather than relying on good storylines, which is why independents are still kind of really thriving. Mm-hmm. They're not using gimmicks. They're writing good stories. Right. Well, yeah, you don't have a fucking character that everybody knows to lean on. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the time in these independent ones. And then you're getting more original stories there anyway. I think people are almost over the the superhero thing at this point. You know, I, I mean? still don't think so. But, I mean, not completely, but the casual fan. Maybe. I mean, I think that's why the MCU is struggling. It's not that the movies are like like bad movies. It's they just have, that people are people. I think it ended for people at, at Endgame. They're like, okay, we're done now. 
Well, because it was, it was such a big, I mean, well, I, I'd say you were, I understand where, because there are a lot of people that actually agree with that. But I think that was such a massive undertaking. When you think about yeah. what all happened, that was 10 years of story making that came to an end. And now with every everything seemed to have gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And then we're like, boom. And now it's like, okay, now we've got to redo a story. And everybody's not trying to go back down to. Right. To, and much more content, too. I mean, it's not just like two or three movies, four movies a year. It's like 12 movies a year plus three four or five four shows. Two, yeah. Yeah. You know, so the, the, the amount that they're having to it push out. It has slowed down a ton, though. I don't think so. Like, so the... It, they, they pump the brakes, and I think it's been good, because I've I've been happy with the quality of things personally. Right. I agree. You know, there's been some things. Oh, I need to show you this. By the way, did you get tickets for Guardians? No, I am. I was, you're the only person I was waiting to hear back from. You didn't answer I didn't even see track. the... I didn't, <laughs> I didn't see the chat. I thought it was everybody talking about, like, hanging out. No, we were talking about going so, to see Well, that. yeah, I want a ticket. All right, gotcha. But uh, <clears throat> that'll be our next episode uh, after this one. That'll be a good one. Uh, hopefully that movie kicks ass. It's reviews for it are pretty good. So that'll be a week after it comes out, That the Thursday after it comes out. Yeah. So It's going to be a fucking... It comes out on Thursday? Yeah. What? Well, technically know. Friday, but you know the early releases are always Thursday evening. And we're right. debating about a live stream, too. Right, right. Cool. Oh, yeah. If we get our shit together. You're right. And we got to figure out if there's going to be a fourth. So we have to, because Chelsea isn't coming with us, unfortunately, or oh, Vince. That's right, yeah, her or Vince. So, Ouch. Mary or somebody, I don't know. It'd be nice to get Mary on here. Cause she's a fan of podcasts, and you know what I mean. She's one person we've never even thought about getting on here, and and she's not as as big of a comic book nerd as us. So I think she'd have a very interesting outlook on what's been going on in the MCU so far. Yeah, and she's younger because she's only twenty five. So I hope that movie's good because I it feels like it'll be the last one for sure. Oh, it's definitely gonna be the last one. <laughs> It's, well, even if it's not the last one, it's going to be the last one that James Gunn is attached to, and I don't see them doing another well, Guardians. Well, if it's a great movie, that'll be another franchise that was good from top to bottom, like uh, Captain America. Like, every movie's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I bet so. they're going to... Those characters are going to continue in the MCU, whether there's a, a Guardians or a different Guardians I think they they could just as easily pick up a Guardians second generation. They've done enough. There's enough variations in the comics where they could have kind of a stepping stone to pull from. Yeah, getting rid of the characters. It's if it makes money and how much are they willing to take on at once. And I think at this point, a lot of a lot of the actors that have been around the MCU from day one are getting ready to move on, which is why we're starting to see all the new, like the the young Avengers characters are going to be coming through mm-hmm. and you got the next generation. So like, I know Chris Pratt, he's got so much going on. He's done. Chick that plays Gamora, she's done. <laughs> you know what I mean? We already lost uh, Chris Evans. What about so they, they, Batista? They're, they're done. They say that, but you know, Kiss has been saying they're done with world tours since like 1996 when <laughs> Revenge came out, and they're still announcing their farewell tour. But yeah, I, 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 they do say they're done. But what they 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 always say, and and I honestly, with them, once you've made enough money, it's not so much about the money. I think it's if the story is good enough, they'll come back. Yeah, in the right 
Yeah. Yeah, if the uh, if the timing's right, and it makes them good and it advances their career in the way that. Because imagine, smart. imagine if there was one of these movies and Robert Downey Jr. showed up in it with, and nobody expected it. Like, I'm ima- still crossing my fingers for that. Dude, that would be fucking crazy, right? Yeah. You got, even if it was like an alternate or a variant, or just his Tony. voice. Uh, here, here's what I'm expecting. Because, like I said, the MCU is starting to go slightly different from the comics, which I think is a good thing. There's enough. There's enough where they don't have to follow everything by the book. They can have their own universe as long as the characters are at least somewhat keeping to their origins. But. I would be the one thing that did happen when Riri came. So the Ironheart, mm-hmm. well, we know she's already in the MCU now. She was in Black Panther, and she's going to get her new show. Um, there was a time when Tony was dead in the comics, but there was still a, a hologram was- version of him. And I would like to see him, you know, come back as the hologram, even if it's just for like one episode or you know a quick cameo, mm-hmm. or just. Did was the uh, AI voice in her armor? Right, that'd be sick. And then you could do the same. You could have him uh, be a hologram too, obviously. Mm-hmm. On top of that, so that would be cool. But I'm crossing my fingers for that. <laughs> that would be a whole nother level of like signing on for shit for him. But like, what a that would be so dope if like he actually signed on and in a different way, so he. Takes a step back, like instead of the dude that plays Vision, like he started as an AI voice and he then would, eventually was a main. Mm-hmm. He would need to have like director credit, right? I bet that that's the kind of lure that would need to bring him in, you know. And he the perfect script, the right cast, have him direct, good hype going into it, mm-hmm. and then he gets to be director, bill or executive producer, mm-hmm. like John Top. Favreau. Yep. I mean, well, he's doing it with Sweet Tooth, yeah. Right I was now, just about to say that is it, which is a really good show. And season who, two just and who would be two. better? And season two has been pretty good too. Who would be better at uh, doing an Iron Man, like directing an Iron Man movie than him? Iron Man? And yeah. Iron Man itself, yeah. yeah. I would agree. <laughs> like, you know, I like the way you said that too, Iron Man. Iron <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's super true. Like Chris Evans, that's fucking Captain America. That's America's ass. Yeah. And you know what? I want to see at least them to say, because at this point, we don't know what happened to him. Like, they've alluded that he was dead, and then some said yeah, he was on not, that moon base. I mean, he didn't die, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I would like, there's a possibility that he makes a cameo appearance, and I would like to see that too. That would be sick. I don't know. I would like it, but at the same time, it's it's that ridiculousness of that somebody. There's no nobody can die. There is no consequence. There is no though. loss. I'm sorry. Like, well, he he was old man. Yeah, but he didn't just die on that bench after he gave him the shield, though. He's like, here you go. Yeah, he faded off. It just he just kind of dissolved <laughs> as he went off screen, didn't he? No, that's what I remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's. He's dead now. He's like, I'm still here. Leave the pin alone. It's like I could still hear his voice. <laughs> He's like, hello, I'm still here. I'm not dead yet. Close enough. Almost dead. Yeah. Fucking holy grail. Now, yo, I uh, talking about like universes. So like the MCU, I know Hasbro was working on doing their own uh, combined universe, but the G.I. Joe films tanked so bad. 
that they didn't because they were talking about doing how many of those did they make though they made technically a three they did two regular ones and then the, the so they must have did the snake eyes they must have been fairly done fairly well if they kept making them they made they made enough money but they they weren't they definitely made enough money we'll they put were, that out they there. were made cheaply too i look i wish they would che- for a movie yeah i mean it, the, but see, they they, they tried really any really big name actors. Or yeah, actresses, they had some because uh, Channing Tatum was in. He was yeah, like yeah. the big name, and then they got the Rock for the second one. Snake Eyes didn't have as many big names, you know what I mean? But they tried. It had an ensemble cast, and it just didn't work. And I think it was because, kind of like some of the problems they had with A Team, you can't have these military things and not have people shooting in blood. It just doesn't. You start getting that fake. It's it's not real, you know what I mean? And it's like, all right, you can't have a military movie and have everybody in the in our world right now having lasers and shit, and <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? It just did. It just didn't. And and I was upset because I love GI Joe too, but they were saying they were going to do mask. You guys remember that one? Mobile Strike Command. Mm-hmm. They had yeah. the cars that they didn't actually transform, but they were regular cars, and they'd have like armor and guns that would pop out. That was going to be one of them. Uh, the astronauts. I forgot what that one was. Oh, to be part of this little, yeah, like their own, their version of the MCU, right. and it got kinked. But the good thing about there was a horror that, movie franchise that was going to try that, and they failed too. They did yeah. with I, uh, I Frankenstein and the Dracula movie, which I I thought they were, and and they did a yeah, they're good movies. They were good movies, but they just couldn't. They didn't they do didn't well work. either, and you know if they if they if they were trying, everybody was jumping on board. Oh, the MCU and DC is doing it. Let's see if we can do it, and then nope, didn't work. DC was kind of doing it. Like they they start and they, then it's somebody started. pulls the rug out from underneath it and it yeah. starts over again and that's their like fucking death biggest, by committee. Yeah, it is exactly that. Yeah. It's like they have zero faith in their own. Their biggest problem was trying to f- try to be Marvel. They should have just done their own thing and well, yeah, follow for fo- real. Like follow like get tips from what they're doing. But yeah, totally do your own thing. But don't. Uh, I mean, I would still. That's that basic idea of giving everybody their own uh, origin films or whatever, and then you do a big team movie, and then like that formula is pretty. I mean, it works pretty good. The and problem was the first the first Justice League movie wasn't that great until the Zack Snyder's cut because of what oh boy cut out. But and, also, and I think that has a lot to do with the justice league not being that's, that's what we're talking about no i know that has a lot to do with the justice league not being as cool as the avengers i think people like the avengers more it's I like think a, a they fucking didn't do superman's right. white bread it's like everybody's <laughs> over that motherfucker right well maybe but everybody still loves batman okay but batman is second only to spider-man and you know, justice league still tanked so true. i'm gonna say it was the writing and the direction and the fact that they chopped up all those movies so bad. Like, I like the D- DCEU, but if you watch the director's cuts, they're so much better because they chopped up. They left so much on the chopping block. And it's like, that's not the same movie that I saw in the theaters. You know what I mean? Right. And if, if, if myself, if, I mean, if I were a director and I saw them do, that'd be like if I wrote a song and somebody chopped it up and it's like, well, that's not what I wrote and then put it out. Like, it's like you took something. And, and then your lyrics it. don't even go make together sense. or yeah. make sense. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Because, I mean, it is like that, too. You're just like, what? Are, what is this? Like, so the Superman-Batman movie, 
You know what I mean? That should have been a great fucking movie, but it was just so what the fuck? But because it's they they chopped so much. Like I'm saying, they, they made a death of Superman and like isn't that the one where it's like both things happen? They have Doomsday in that mm-hmm. and. It's like, why wouldn't it just be Superman versus Batman? You just make that movie. Or, or just, you just make a doomsday death of, movie. Death of you Superman. Don't, like, why do you got to mix this shit and, like, fuck it up? Because it doesn't go together. It doesn't it's make like any sense. Spider-Man 3. Oh, With, yeah. you know, too yeah. many villains, too yeah, many Sandman. different. Yeah, that's a good. were all worthy of their own movie. Mm-hmm. Or at least, right. you know. Yeah, you're putting, you're doing too much. I would agree. So, in, in the Batman have you guys seen the? Tra- uh, it's not even a trailer, but the new Penguin teaser. I haven't seen oh, the yeah. teaser for that, yet, but I've heard it was good. It my, looks pretty dope. My dad told me about it. He said it looked pretty good. So Colin Farrell, yeah, very mafioso. But yo, he style. he did such a good job. I didn't even realize that was him when yeah, I watched like it. Kind of a Goodfellas type vibe, it, it, Sopranos. I felt very Sopranos vibe, but. If Tony Soprano was chaotic evil, mm-hmm. and not he is you know, that, though kind of. He's more. I mean, he felt he felt darker in that Gotham way, right, yeah. as a penguin should be. You know, that's yeah. He so, was one of the high points of that film. For, you yeah, know what I mean, well, and that's another movie that I think suffered from that too. It's like either have the penguin, or you know, I mean, they were doing too much in that movie too. I think uh, they teased I, I a little bit more. Like I, would, it, I don't like you. You saw him. The Riddler shit sucked to me. I thought he looked stupid. I thought the guy playing him uh, just wasn't right for it. I didn't like that uh, part of the movie. But the shit with the penguin. I mean that that stuff was awesome. But it was like two different storylines in the same movie, and it was long. <laughs> it was long. Well, it could have been shorter if you just picked a fucking story and went with it instead of doing both. I kind of you know, had I c- a good balance. Yeah, I thought so too. I no, mean, I'm it not definitely was it's a bad movie, but I mean, it, between the 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 subplots because they they kind of was more kind of the Catwoman and Penguin kind of thing. So, it, it I could see why I might say that I didn't have a problem with that as much as as some movies. I would agree. No, I'm not saying that's probably a good, like one of the ones that holds up the most. But what we were like we were talking about uh, before, I mean that shit just drives me nuts because. Uh, so think about this. Imagine if there was there was just a Death of Superman movie, and that was a Justice League movie. So you have your build up. You give each one of your heroes what the fuck are you get. They each get their own movie to build um, the team for this Justice League movie coming up. You do a fucking uh, normal Justice League movie. They fight off uh, Starro or some shit, whatever. Right. And then so you each- do another phase. Hold on. You do another phase and you they each get their movies again. You know how they, so phase one, phase two, and then the next Avengers movie you do, or not Avengers, uh, Justice League, that one is just uh, Justice League, the death of Superman. But see, what you just said, though, I think is one of the problems. Like, that is a format that the MCU used and it worked for them. I don't know if they could have pulled that off. Maybe, because since they failed anyway, maybe. But I think it would have been a better movie, and people would have been more into that. And it, by the way, 
So Death e of Superman, that would be if you did it right and did it like the comics. So they're fighting for most of the movie. So him and Doomsday are fighting the entire movie. So from the start, Doomsday gets out. He wipes out all of the Justice League with ease. And Superman's the last one standing. And then they fight across the United States, like across the country. But there's a lot of people that aren't comic book fans that don't want to see just the violence. They want a little no, bit more. So of the you story. Can, there's also the, stuff the Batman happening. cost two hundred million dollars to film. Mm -hmm. So each movie is a two hundred million dollar investment. So, and what I think D DC is doing right now is they're they're playing two bets at once. Especially we got the Penguin going on on HBO Max soon to be max just max yeah um now and then we have the new stuff with uh, uh they're just calling it max. james gunn james gunn so are we gonna see a crossover or are they gonna see who's gonna make more money where's my bigger fan base and then double down there at, honestly that's what i think is gonna and, happen i mean especially if you look at how they've done comics that's how they've been successful too is by having multiple universes multiple Worlds going on at the same time and playing many fields. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I've also you seen that, that disconnect, though. Like, we could honestly say, I think up until like these Disney Plus movies or Disney Plus series, DC was doing a little bit of a better job with their TV series, but they also weren't connected to the films at all. And that lack or of cohesion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, the TV shows. Connected because that's why they were calling it the Arrowverse. It was a loose connection at times, but they were all still connected somehow. Mm -hmm. I think there's the biggest problem with DC is their lack of cohesion as a whole, whether it's been their directors not having full control of their films, the TV shows not being able to connect to the shows, and then you have these people that aren't fans like us they're like well wait a minute i saw this happen in the tv show so why is this happening in the movie and then you got the cartoons and they were killing the cartoons like yeah, they had a, their animated movies are solid but they had a solid 10-year time frame where they used all of the same voice actors for all of those films and i think they were all dope if if dc could do what they were doing with their cartoons with their live actions i think they would be winning it's like just hire the writers that are doing the the animated movies and <laughs> Have them write the, or maybe they were. I mean, who knows? I mean, they you could have people from you know on the the group of people that are writing it because you know they're doing it as like a group. Oh, before I forget, and I know we kind of strayed away from Transformers, so to bring it back. Oh real yeah, quick. we should. Yeah, we do. Well, <laughs> one of the it. things that I've noticed the biggest complaint about was uh, so you guys have all seen the trailer for Rise of the Beast. Uh -huh. You remember that, uh, I want to say Ferrari's night, the Porsche that's running from the cops and then like five more pop out of it? They're like a holographic progression. That was like one of the biggest points uh, of the film. So it shows the the kid, I don't even know what he is. But oh, the, yeah, and he, like it transforms around him or whatever. Yeah, so that was dope. But it shows that that Porsche has this holograph and we know it's a transformer, so it has that ability to make the holograms. A lot of the hardcore fans are pissed off because Jazz transformed into that type of Porsche, and he didn't have that ability. And they've already said that that character is Wheeljack. So they're 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 taking names from the old cartoon characters, and then they're switching the versions of the their alternate modes. And a lot of people are like, "Well, we know that's Mirage because he had that ability. So why did they make him look like Jazz?" And 
It's the I, same I, thing I was talking about. They do the, that a lot. Yeah, but that's yeah, the same thing we were talking about with with mm-hmm. with, with fucking Iron Man or excuse X-Men. me, X Men. So so why do that? You know what I mean? It's like he has to know because they made him take a they made him take a Transformers class before he did the first film. So it's like, why would you take the time, like you know what I mean, to take a character that's known and loved? When it would just be like you couldn't get the you couldn't get the the car's authority, you know what I mean, to make them the car that it was before, or at least a different one. So you so you're making two characters and you're confusing the hardcore artist, which like I said, it looks cool and all, but as a fan, and I still thought it looked cool. I'm not saying it doesn't look cool, and it, I'm definitely gonna go see the movie, but it's like you didn't have to make them a Porsche because you're gonna confuse the hardcore fan. Well, and that's what they did with uh bumblebee changing him into a uh, camaro and shit and then all of that just to go back and change it to make him the bumblebee Uh to the v-dub in in bumblebee so at the very end he changes into a camaro at the end yeah very end yeah but like last scene as he's riding off with prime don't don't you (laughs) forget about me who's your favorite uh, decepticon (sighs) i love starscream Starscream and Soundwave were my favorites early on. That's, but is it the boombox and the tape? Yep. That's, that's that Soundwave. Starscream was the jet. Who's actually in the other films? Don't do it. <laughs> uh the main jet, second in command to Megatron. And uh he was just fun because he always wanted to take over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you always wondered why Megatron kept him around, but it was because you yeah, know he's a backstabbing piece of shit. Like so, he like the Sith wanted to the, take over. Yeah, the yeah. Sith always trying to take over. Well, and um, Megatron finally kills him in that '86 movie. Yes, he does. When he thinks that Megatron's dead, he just like swoops in and takes over. Don't tell him nothing. I'm gonna loan him the movie. Okay. I want him. I want him to see it again. That's not a big one, but that's a badass movie, dude. That actually uh, sounds familiar. And not oh. Mm. Not only does he think he's dead, they like fuck him over. Like they're like, oh, he's fucked anyway, and it's like dump him out. Now, what you said about Unicron, what they did in the last night, if you watch the new trailer for Rise of the Beast, Unicron is definitely in it. And not that it used to be Earth and Stonehenge and all that. It's definitely Unicron. Looks like Unicron from the 86 movie. Unicron, in case you don't know, is the big this is kind of a spoiler if you're not a Transformers fan, but if you're not a Transformers fan, you're planning to watch the movie anyway. He's like they're uh, going to tell you. He's like um he's a planet that transforms into a robot and devours other planets, so he's like the Galactus of Galact- Transformers. Yep. And it's going to be interesting to see how they do that cuz all right, how can these even as big as they are on Earth, how are they going to defeat a whole planet? And it's going to be interesting to see how they do that story. Well, and uh, how do they do it in the movie? Oh, yeah, we don't want to tell. Nope, we don't want to tell. Damn it. Watch it, Bill. Darn it. But, yeah, we don't want to give that one away either if that's what – if because we know what the big uh, – That's a good movie, dude. MacGuffin is of Transformers. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'll be it'll – be, I hope they don't do it exactly the same way. I mean, it, it'll, it'll be – like, they've done a lot of uh, homages. So there's a scene in the very first Transformers live action – where Jazz is fighting uh, the tank, which was Devastator, which is something else to piss them oh, off. Oh yeah, uh, it's uh, if you if you ever if if you still buy or you can go find it on YouTube. I know it's on YouTube, but they show a side by side comparison that shows Jazz 
attacking the tank, and he's in his car mode. He transforms in his robot mode, grabs the turret of the tank, makes him transform. Uses the momentum to swing it away. And completely beats the crap out of that tank, even though he's eight times smaller. And that is a shot-for-shot scene from the 86 movie, and it's so dope. You know yeah, what I mean? It's fucking and then and there's a lot of there's a lot of those homages that are in there. So 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 as much as we even I want to go at Michael Bay for the changes he's made, it's still nice that they put those little homages in there. It's like, oh, I know what that's from. <laughs> I liked his Ninja Turtle movies too. I did too, and those didn't do like they it were sucks. super successful money wise, but they got but, destroyed by the by 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 reviews. Have you seen the trailer for the new animated movie, like Seth Rogen? directed it or whatever i like where they're going with the storyline but the animation looks sick as fuck i think it looks awesome i think it looks a little it's going to take some getting used to because it's got a very graffiti different yeah it's got a very graffiti-esque feel to it which you know for new york and they're from new york city Mm -hmm. i get it but for somebody that can't read graffiti that one's going to be i'm gonna have to definitely be in the back of the theater to watch that to get all of it because it it looks very busy like what you guys were talking about with the transformers for me but I am all about it. I love the cast and the crew, and I think that's going to be. It a looks big one. like a good movie for sure. Um, but his, like I said, his fucking uh, Ninja Turtles movies. So uh, there was even nods in those, like to the old school, like yeah. the first Ninja Turtles. So mm-hmm. when they fight Shredder on the roof, mm-hmm. like, so at the end, it's a lot bigger and like grander, and he's in that like robotic armor and shit in the new one, but. Um, it's the same as in the original Ninja Turtles movie. Like you and, guys might have won if you all attacked me at the same time instead well, of that Ninja by, Code. And by the way, uh, so the first Ninja Turtles movie, like the eighties one, what was it, nineteen eighty nine, something like that. I'll look. Keep going. But uh, so that movie is actually the most accurate to uh, the comics. So that fight with the Shredder and like uh, everything that goes down. 1990. You're close. Everything that goes down in that fight is like pulled straight from the comics. So them fighting on the rooftop in uh, all these movies is like super accurate to the original like story. Uh, I mean, like I said, obviously they're way bigger in the new ones and he needed armor and shit, which I thought was a fucking cool I like Gosh. honestly like the 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 animatron no, not anim- the suits that they had to wear for the '90s ones. I mean, they were cool for the time, but I think to make it more comic accurate, they had to be CGI. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? To to show that they were bigger and muscular like they were in the comics. I think they, they were, were like smaller. They were like this normal size that they were in the cartoon and shit. But the they comics. but they were still more mu- like you don't. The cartoon right. didn't do justice to their strength. The right. fact that their shells were bulletproof, you know what I mean? And it's hard to do that shit when you're walking around in an 80, well, I think they said those suits weighed like 125 pounds, mm-hmm. and you got guys doing backflips in 125-pound suits and stuff. So First, and, and, and first one was so, 1990. Yeah. 1990, March 30th, 1990. Second one was 91. Uh-huh. The third one was 93. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, there's also uh, 2014. That was an animated that was the Michael movie. Bay. Oh, okay. You're jumping around. Um, this is just looking at the movies. And then 2006, another Michael Bay. And that that fight on you the roof. You know what? I haven't seen those ones. You haven't? No. I own them. Uh, matter of fact, dude from Arrowverse, the, the Arrow, uh, Stephen Amell, plays uh, uh, Casey Jones. That fight on the roof, 
um, also is like important because it shows how much more skilled he is than them. Shredder is than them, and like you said, they are mutants and stronger than a normal person and shit. And it still takes all four of them to try to fight him. Mm -hmm. And uh, they show how badass he is. And there's a Ninja Turtle Batman like crossover movie. And Shredder's one of the few people that beat the shit out of Batman. Yep. They actually have a super, like, basically do a stalemate. Yeah. And it is a badass fucking fight. It is. If you haven't seen, if you haven't seen that ad, that's a good one. Batman and the Ninja Turtle. That one is a very but, yeah. Like, so in the cartoons, they really dumbed down Shredder and made him like they a, dumbed down all like of the it. They made him really like, like Skeletor yeah. or yeah. Because but, you know the cartoon was very kiddy. When you think about how dark Gargamel. the comic books was, oh yeah. And Shredder wasn't like a. They make him like into a buffoon in the Skeletor. Yeah. Yeah. Gargamel. Same, yeah. Same thing. <laughs> but Smurfs. Yeah, but like the actual like in the comics and shit, he was like a legit like. Well, assassin. they killed him in the first one. Yeah, in the very first comic book that was their mission was to kill. Mm -hmm. it was That's an what I'm talking about yeah. the fight, the fight on the roof. But yo, that they, they were so much dark. Like for one, they didn't have like all of them. I understand why they did it for kids to understand. Yeah, they it made all it wore very, red. Yeah, they all wore red. You know what I mean? And for the most part, weren't those books black and white? Mm -hmm. Uh, but the the whole premise of the Ninja Turtles, and I didn't know this at the time. I found this out way later. Was it's based off a of Daredevil and the hand, yeah, the foot, and the you foot. know what I mean, uh, Splinter, Splinter stick. being stick. Yeah, that mm -hmm. it was so obvious when it when I found out. But it was like, how did my brain like when you think about how much has stolen, borrowed? I guess I never ever thought about it. Like, oh, that. you didn't know that? Pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, the 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 whole but concept it's different because there's four of them. Zach, True, and Zach like, Reacher and they're turtles. Is what that broke that to me, huh? Zach Reacher, uh huh, of uh, comics, uh, com Norse, formerly of Norse Comics. He was the one that told me about that, about the Splinter. Was, that, was his real name Reacher? No, I'm fucking right, it up. Right. Oh, okay. Right. I was about to. Yeah, I was like, because that's the that sounds cooler. <laughs> the movies. That, that's uh, why you it, caught me off. I'm guard. giving him an upgrade because I can't speak. <laughs> Zach, we miss you, man. We for real, for real. I found some Norse bucks in my house the other day, man. Like twenty dollars worth of, and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I had a bunch of them. Fucking store, man. Fuck. All right, so yo, definitely looking forward to this next Transformers film. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say there are there's good and there's bad. Since the reboot with Bumblebee, I have so much more hope for this. Because, like I said, I think every when the first five films that Michael Bay did, it seems like out of the five, two two and a half of them were good. The first one was good, the third one was good, and the fourth one was okay, okay, and the fifth one was garbage. The second one was garbage. Bumblebee was really good, a good soft reboot. So now everything we're doing from here. I think so whatever this, this next one is the one is the follow up to Bumblebee. Okay. As long as they don't f this up, I think there's a there's a very safe and they can go a good way with these in the future. Is and this the, a and prequel or is it a sequel? It's a sequel because it takes place after Bumblebee took okay. place late '80s, early '90s. This one takes place in the '90s, early 2000s, and you could tell because uh, one of the, it almost brought tears to my eyes when I saw it because uh, it shows New York City and the and you could tell that it's it's definitely CGI. Or it could be old footage, but it looks CGI to me. The towers are still standing. Mm. And they use DMX, RIP to DMX. So I, I think I have a lot of faith in this film. Uh, I also like that 
um, there's a lot more minorities in this one for the humans. You know what I mean? There were there were a couple here or there, but it looks like the main two characters in this one are minorities, and it's going to be interesting to see how they do that with the Transformers. So it, it's, I, I like I like the I like the steps. I like where they're going with it, and I think there's going to be a lot of homage to the 1986 film. Mm-hmm. And if they do this one right, this could honestly be the best live action Transformers film we've had yet. Yeah, that would be fucking cool. Cause like I gave up after watching that. Uh, what'd you call it? The last night. The last night was that the last one? That was the last one with Mark Wahlberg. Okay. And and like I said, I, I had so much hope. Like I said, there was there was so much. They they definitely did too much. But I was very looking forward to see what was going to happen after because all the hints that they dropped in that film. And then it was like, yeah, you guys fucked up. We're starting over. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was like, oh, I always hate when that happens. Like, you remember when the Superman movie came out with uh, Brandon Roof? Ruff? I always fuck up his last name. Oh, but Superman Returns? Yes. Like, I had so much, because that kid was like the... Uh, he, he looked like... Uh, uh, Christopher Reeve. Yeah, they like, looked... Like, he looked like like Christopher Reeve had been reborn into a new person. I think that was a solid movie that... I, yeah, I think so. I, and uh, what's his name that was raping guys <laughs> from what? Lie to Me? Uh, the dude that played... I always forget his name. Dude that no, played... not Lie to Me. Um, not Lie to Me, you're right. Amer- uh, American Dream. No, well, yeah, he was an American Dream, but the TV show that was on Netflix that got kanked because he got busted for raping guys. Yeah, he they found it. He came. He he tried to be slick. Kevin came, Spacey. Kevin Spacey. He tried to be slick and came out of the closet as being gay like two weeks before it came out that he had been molesting some younger men in the, in the movie industry. You know what I mean? What was the name of that TV show though, where he was like the uh, vice president and made it to the presidency? Because it wasn't lie to me. I don't know. Lie to me was Mr. Pink. You're right. Uh, oh, Kevin yeah, Spacey. That's Tim Roth. Yeah, thank you. Kevin Spacey. Abomination. Abomination. What the hell was the name I of that choose show? not to. House of Cards. House of Cards. So, but yeah, he got bust. But I think he still did an excellent job as he was one of the best Lex Luthors ever. And they, that was, that was. A, he was raping guys. Yeah. What? How did you not hear about that? I don't know. I don't. I shouldn't use rape. Tech. It is rape, but they don't use was, rape on his guys. He was molesting teenage boys in Hollywood. You know what I mean? And drugging them and shit. No, nah, more of like a position of power because he was an actor. Oh, he's like, you gotta yeah. blow me, or you're not gonna get in this movie. Yeah, so yeah. that kind of yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's messed up. But you know what I mean. But I still think you know what I mean. Like I've, I already like what that happened. 10 years after <laughs> Superman Returns. So I was already a fan of Superman Returns. But that's what I'm saying. Kind of like the last night, how I was looking forward to see how Superman Returns, like mm-hmm. that kid that he had with Lois Lane, come to find out had powers, and that was his son. And they had been, you know, teasing that through that whole episode, that through that whole movie. And then it got to the end, and then the movie didn't do well. And that, now it's that was the storyline. we've been talking about with DC. They yeah. like, have zero faith in their own shit. And, and as soon as it doesn't do well, they just pull the plug. And the money dries up. So there are more than one Transformer movies planned. There's four more, including Rise of the Beasts. Michael Bay? Word? There's a Transformers 8. Well, if we're doing the counting. So Paramount is... So if we're doing the counting, because I don't know what you're looking at, but we're already at six with Bumblebee, and Rise of the Beasts would be seven. Even though, like, technically speaking, 
Bumblebee is a reboot, so we're starting over. But by, by the count of the movies that exist that Michael Bay is attached to, Bumblebee is six, Rise of the Beast is going to be seven. So then you're saying there's eight? So they're, they're just calling it eight. This is uh, ScreenRants.com. Okay. Uh, Paramount has allegedly confirmed Transformers 8 is in the works as part of a new trilogy uh, that Transformers Rise of the Beast will kick off. Oh, okay. So whatever the hell that numbers means, it's going to be another one after. After details Rise of the are Beast. incredibly. Are secret. we going to get the Dino Dinobots and Rise of the Beast? I highly doubt it because they had they had they, they were always they, my favorite one. But I they had Dinobots in Age of Extinction, which is the one that was the one that came out before Grimlock. Yeah, before they had all of them. They were all in the last Extinction. That shit was awesome. I think that was. I have so many problems with the ones with oh, an with, animated movie and Bumblebee two. Oh, good. Well, that so Transformers eight, Transformers nine, the Transformers animated movie, and Bumblebee two. Uh, here's another and thing that, that that's really all it says about it. Okay, <laughs> now here's something that the G one fans. First and foremost, I want to give a shout out. Uh, I'm in a couple of Transformers G one groups on Facebook. They are huge, by the way. Uh, as a G1 fan myself, big shout out to you guys uh, in the Transformers G1 groups on Facebook. Love you guys. I love what you guys are doing. For one, I didn't realize, I knew I was a hardcore fan, and I thought I was the biggest Transformers fan in the world. I joined that group and found out I ain't shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? There was, they like, did always like that, though. Right? But, yo, but I, I was so shocked. Like, I didn't realize the fandom. There are these third-party companies in, like, Japan and China that make more cartoon accurate Transformers than the ones that even Hasbro and Takara Tommy, that was the original company that made them. They're way more accurate. They look exactly like they look in the G1 cartoon. They transform the same. They're made out of these good parts. And they're not made for kids either. We're talking, some of these are, some of the ones, they, they range from 50 bucks to like 350. These are made for adults, you know what I mean? And I didn't even know these shits existed. You know what I mean? So I, I'm very thankful to the group for, you know, putting me on to a, a whole different thing that I didn't know was out there. The one thing I'll say to y'all, please give Michael Bay another chance. Don't cancel this motherfucker until after this movie, please. <laughs> <laughs> let's see how it goes. So let's talk about GoBots. Uh, honestly, there's one thing that needs to be said about GoBots. <coughs> Transformers, a.k.a. Hasbro, owns them. So GoBots were always like the dollar store version of Transformers, mm -hmm. but uh, it's now been folded into the... Uh, so the characters from GoBots are in Transformers? And they have been for like the last 15, 20 years. That's fucking crazy. And What? Yeah. I was just bringing that up as a joke, and I just learned something. Yeah. Has, uh, Hasbro bought them out. And they've been using them, too. They've been using Sellouts. them. Sellouts. They've been using... Well, it can't be a sellout if Buy you were out. bought out. Buy out. Buy out. Yeah. Um, buyouts and go, yo, GoBots was that, what I, that's a pretty cool thing to do. Like, don't just buy it and kill it. Like, they added them into the because why not? Assimilated, yeah, that's dope. And they've used them a lot in the comics. Like, you've seen them here, here or there in the toys, but you've seen it a lot more in do like the IDW. It, are they like the, a separate team? Like, do they still call them the GoBots? Uh, no, they've made them more like they're they're like enhancements to. So, kind of like you remember the Headmasters and the Target Masters. I don't know if you know what that is. The Headmasters and the Target Masters. Right before G One ended, they did this whole thing where a select group of Transformers crashed on this 
Earth-like planet <laughs> where these Earth-like beings that kind of had elf ears. Uh, they found a way to use these beings. And there were some Earthlings that were with the trend, the good guy, the Autobots. Basically, they took off their heads, they scanned their bodies, and they put these Earthlings into their heads. And the head, the Earthlings had these robot exoskeletons that would either transform into their heads or transform into their guns. And sometimes their engines. So target masters, headmasters, and power masters. Power masters, engines, headmasters, obviously the heads, target head masters, master. the guns. And that's what they did with a lot of the GoBots. They made them so they're the, the accessories to go on. You're like, I don't want to be the headmaster. Can I call it something else? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, but you know what, though? As far as the, I really love, I know, as as grown men <laughs> and adolescent grown men, <laughs> it sounds, it's an effed up name, but I think it was really cool because if you think about if Transformers were real, us being fleshling creatures couldn't be a 15 foot Transformer, but we could have an exoskeleton where we could be the head and then when we transform, you go into the body and, you, and it's kind of like that symbiotic relationship where you're kind of controlling it. And I always thought like that added another level of realism where as a kid, I was like, oh, all right, I can't be a transformer, but I could be the head to one and help like control one. Gundam, yeah, and shit like yeah. that. Transor like Z piloting. If, if you remember Transor Z, you're old like me. <laughs> yeah, Neon Genesis, Evangelion, mm -hmm. and like that. Those were actual like uh, organic suits. They weren't mechanical. So like when they got cut, they would bleed. And yeah, that shit's so good. That'd be a crazy fucking movie if they could make that. They I, they did a very cheesy uh, overseas movie. When Netflix first came out, you could see all of that stuff because that's before they started making new content. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of those animes that got made into live action movies, and they're really, really cheesy. <laughs> the one that was actually really fucking solid was Cowboy Bebop. If you Yeah, and it only made it one season. That, that was so good. That show was solid as fuck. Like the whole... The whole thing. It was actually more cohesive than the original anime because when you when you watch the original anime, it's very episodic, so it's a product of the time that it's mm -hmm. in. So a lot of television in general was very handle this situation, this episode and new situation. New situation, new situation. But anime at the time would do just like Trigon and a lot of those shows back in the day, they would have that episodic feel but by the end it would come around to this overarching story that was are always there mm -hmm. and they're building towards and then it's that's your big like climactic event at the end of the show is like uh so that's kind of how they do cowboy bebop but, but uh, yeah why didn't why didn't that one Get picked up for a second season. Probably like, just nobody watched it. Oh, well, that can't be. But it got it got such rave reviews, and any of the of nerd was, fans that watched it, like, really, did nobody watch it? It got so that that kind of shows how backwards things are going. Yeah. Like you got all these movies that tank by reviews, but everybody's going to watch them. You know what I mean? And they're they're financially successful, but they get tanked. And then you got a show that has that nothing is, but good reviews, and then it can't get picked up for a second season. And hyper accurate to the source material, like. So th I said the same thing about that Dread movie. Or oh, yeah, definitely. That, With Carl Urban. Yeah. That movie is solid as like Yes. Holy shit, that's a great comic book movie. It is, I mean, fucking perfect. Uh, a lot like Sin City or 300 and shit. 
like all fucking like hyperactive. I mean, those ones did well, but it's just weird how that movie didn't do good. I think there were a lot. I think like, there were a lot of movies that were uh, a product of the time. You know what I mean? So this is before before the pandemic, and there were a lot of things that were working for comic book films and video game films, and a lot of the hardcore fans weren't really fucking with them for whatever reason. You know what I mean? So they even even if they got rave reviews, that people weren't watching them. I think with when you look at Netflix or the bigger companies, it's they have to get beyond just the fan base. They need to get to the general pop populace. You know, the, the masses are asses or, you know, the, the, yeah. the, the so they need well, the big numbers. So the reviews and and they'll never release the, the exact numbers. I mean, it's 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 not easy to get them. Let's put it right. that way. Well, Netflix never does. They don't even tell exactly the people that are. Well, yeah, but it, it, but here's one of the things like uh, why The Last of Us did so good, and I mean, we it was very well done. Let, let's get that out of the way. But I think a lot of the other streaming services have, especially Netflix, their numbers are skewed for a lot of different reasons. Like Netflix will keep playing shit especially if it's a TV show and you don't know. And it's hard to tell if you were really watching it because we have the term Netflix and chill, which means you're boning. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, we started this, but we're not watching it. How many times people fell asleep? Yeah. Went away to cook and stuff like that. And when, HBO when you, Max does the same thing, it'll keep mm, playing. Yeah. But they like, they, it doesn't I, matter though, but they're not playing an ad. They're not. There's not getting paid for it. They're getting. But you know, it's still like views though. Yeah, but I, I think it goes by their views. But I, some of the other so services are, they are a little bit more. Doing accurate. ratings if you're uh, scrolling on your phone while watching the movie that that's not going to count. I'm just saying good it's point. like that's like, a, that's a good that's that's our radio backgrounds kicking know, in. But you're right. I mean, it, it, at what point? You know, I think yeah. From yeah, go, yeah, radio. It's like so the ad is what pays. You know, or how many subscriptions you get. That's what's going to be your your bottom line and how to keep those subscribers happy and, you know, hooked and binge watching their shows is, is the most important thing. But I think that those numbers are like, everybody knows, like it's been said that Netflix are the worst for skewed numbers. You know what I mean? Cause I think Facebook. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, cause those three, but everybody knows, but people aren't watching TV per se on Facebook yet. Please don't give them any ideas. Um, they but can't do what they're doing, man. Well, you're playing Sunday and Saturday cartoons for a long time on the Comic Zone. Remember, mm-hmm. like Transformers and all that shit is like old school fucking. Like we did 80s on Saturday and 90s on Sunday. Oh, quick question: since since we're 80s and 90s, I want to say three, but I want to say five because three would be too much for me. But you guys pick a number. Favorite cartoons from the 80s, early 90s. So we'll say 1980 to 1995. Go. Uh, well, I think my biggest one initially was like Transformers, and then I got into Ninja Turtles when that came out. Um, I loved the Spider-Man animated series. Well, you got to be more specific. There are a bunch of those. Like, the I like Spider-Man the in the '90s. Okay, that's before me. That's after me. I like the Spider-Man, Firestar, and Human Torch, whoever it was. On, I really like that one. And then, uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. That was, Is that what you're talking about? No, it was called Spider-Man and Firestar, and whoever the other person was. I think it was Human Torch, but I don't remember. But um. 
And then, of course, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. I don't know if we can count Dragon Ball. That's anime. I don't know if we can count that one in the actual cartoon. We're talking American cartoons. Okay. Um, yeah, those would be the top ones, I think. Uh, I'm going to have to go for a non-comic book or nerd one. Garfield and Friends. Oh, that yeah. counts as a cartoon. And then um, G.I. Joe. I, I, I don't know if I'd be able to, if it would stand out today, but back in the day, that was... You know the the major one, um, and then probably the X Men. Oh yeah, forgot about that. Do, 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 do. That's probably do, the most comic book do. accurate yeah cartoon I have ever seen, yeah, especially it's... for that time. That one was so close to everything that was going on in the Jim Lee era. It is good. Oh, you found you know they're doing a new one. They're keeping yeah. the same song and everything on Disney Plus. So that's and it's picking up right where the last one left off. Yeah, isn't it called X Men nineteen ninety seven? Ninety seven. Yep. So there's the comic books that came out in 97, too. I actually have the first two. The first one's actually uh, a key, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I was in Japan for that, so a lot of those were hard for me. And I was really, really, really riding hard on the image dick pause at that point in time. So <laughs> yeah, I know you caught that. He didn't. <laughs> All right. Uh, for me, Transformers is always going to be number one. Because even at my age at 46, I go back and I watch all of those cartoons. And some of them stand out better than others. But I think especially season one and two of Transformers Generation 1 was they cared about it. You do those shits in slow-mo. They actually transformed into cars, realistic cars, Lamborghinis, Porsches. That I think that show is one of the reasons I love Lamborghinis to this day. And Sideswipe is my favorite. So uh, Transformers, G.I. Joe, Voltron. The Five Lions, not the 25 vehicles, uh, Thundercats, and Silverhawks. Voltron was a good one, too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, dude, I used to watch a lot of Nickelodeon, too, though, like so Doug and Rugrats. And See, yeah, you're a little bit younger. I never I got so. on to those. I got to throw in Fat Albert. And oh. I, I even got, you know, Rocco. That was reruns then. Rock, yeah. Rocco tattooed on me, so Rocco's Modern Life and... Ren and Stampy and all those shows. See, I watched those, Ninja but those Turtles. weren't my favorites. Ninja Turtles is up there for yeah. me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I. That was kind of the I last have the entire series on. That was like the end of an era of the cartoon for, for us, for me, for our era, yeah, yeah. for our age. So yeah. after that, it was like it was kind of kiddie, and it, you know, was wasn't cool to be facts. Right? Yeah, I would, cartoons. I would one hundred percent agree with no, that. That's true. That was that was the end of an era. For one, it was the end of that violence era too. You know what I mean? With the ninjas and the guns and all stuff like that. After that, they started getting kind of silly or kitty. Like it was I mean, a lot the more. The Ninja Turtles cartoon is pretty. Yeah. I mean, compared compared to some of the it's other shit, it's a pretty but... hard watch if you try to watch it. No, it is. But I mean, but in comparison, like even like even GI Joe, they very seldom killed people. Transformers, they didn't kill any Transformers until the '86 movie. Yeah. GI Joe, there was a live action or not live action. There was a cartoon GI Joe movie where they killed I, Duke. I remember being surprised at the '86 movie. I know we keep going back to it, but when Optimus Prime. Like actually dies at the beginning. You're oh like, man, they you're, killed. You're like he's gonna be okay, right? Well, yeah, because you got to think about it. We'd been we'd we'd been primed to watch, primed to watch, three yeah. seasons or two seasons already, and the second season was like a double season, so it was huge. Uh, like the Transformers, we knew that they were sentient beings, so you know they were like like humans, but in metal form. You know, what I mean, they were actually alive. 
but they would get shot all the time, every episode. But because they were robots, they could get them fixed. When we watched the 86 movie, and they were wiping them out, like, left and right. Like, they killed, and now I know why, so they could put out a whole new section of toys. But they killed, like, that was hard to watch as a kid, killing all my favorite kids. Like, killing. I remember crying watching that, like, ah! Even when they kill kill Optimus Prime, like, he, he dies, and then his head goes, his eye it's and his all, eyes fizzled out. Yeah, he lost yeah. all of the color, which I yeah, honestly, that's really dope. Because if you have ever seen a human die, and I know this is very morbid, but it's like a very much like a real death, and yeah. it's fucked up. Because all because your, your your blood stops pumping, so real human like when humans die, you you notice the skin a pigment change. You know what I mean? And he lost all of his color and went like black and gray. Like the deaths in, in the in the in the animated movie in '86 were. Those were harsh. And that's like at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah. There's the fight between him and Optim- or uh, Megatron. Megatron is fucking badass. But yeah, even how he came through, man. Like <laughs> when, when he came when he came in in truck mode and was running into the Decepticons that could fly. Yeah. And he's running into him in truck mode, just knocking him out the way. Then he transforms and jets come out of his arm. He does like a backflip and he's oh, yeah, just and he's like shooting yeah, at Yeah, he took out like half of the Decepticons in 10 seconds and it's just hardcore and you're like hero 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 and 10 seconds later he's shot and you're like wait a minute they're not gonna <gasps> yeah and he's when dead. megatron just fucking like shoots him a few times like in the same spot too which is dope yeah fucks him Compa- up. compared to where they killed some of the other autobots at least he shot him it's, in a it's criti- brutal it's brutal it's brutal it's weird to say that they're machines but it's like brutal in a fucked up way for kids yeah and speaking of which, yo, I'm glad you brought up the animated movie. It's being done by uh, Paramount, and it's got a whole bunch of big name, like Chris Pratt's attached. Like, there's a, 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 a plethora of A-listers that are doing the voices. But Paramount has been everything I've seen online for the new animated cartoon, which they just started coming out last week, has said that this is the first uh, animated movie, and that's false. 1986 was the first animated movie. This is the first one yeah, by Paramount. They, yeah, why would they say that? That's crazy. And I, and I admit, a lot of their fan base aren't old enough to remember or probably weren't even alive, but yeah, yo, we, get your shit right, man. Paramount, get your shit right. And I hope this movie is good, but you're not the first. It was already done, and it was greatly done. It's an amazing movie. Amazing. Leonard Nimoy. It's like hard to top it because it is so good. Uh, it's what, like uh, Winter Soldier. It's not just good because it's a Transformers movie, but it's, it's a good just movie. a good well-constructed, like, great story and action, and the whole thing's just... And the fact that you're younger, you know what I'm saying, and you think that, and I think, you know, I, that, that means a lot, you know what I mean? Because that means it's not just nostalgia, you know what I mean? No, well, yeah, I saw it when I was young, young, though. Like, when it came well, out, so I, I. I went to the theater with But, my... I mean, I still watch it. My kids have seen it, you so, know I mean, what I mean? it is nostalgia for me. True. But, True. like... Yeah, that movie is uh, really good. Orson Welles, that was another. Yeah, when you think about the names that were attached to the to the Transformers 1986 movie, Orson Welles, who's most famous for War of the Worlds, reading that over the air, you know what I mean? Unicron. Citizen Kane. Yeah. Unicron. He was voice. Unicron. Yeah. Uh, Leonard Nimoy was Galvatron. Robert Stack. Uh, a lot of people don't know who Robert Stack was, but he was the one that had a kid that was kidnapped and he never found his kid, so they assumed he was dead. And he did that lost children's TV show <laughs> that used to come on. I used to watch it every week with my mom and my grandma. Uh, Judd Nelson from The Breakfast Club did Hot Rod. 
Like there were uh, John Mashita, who was the guy from uh, Micro Machines, who was uh, in real life. He was a uh, uh, what do they call a, the the dudes that talk about cows and stuff like that? Auctioneer. Auctioneer. That's why he could talk so fast when he did Micro Machines. He did the voice of Blur, who was the fastest transformer, and it fit. Uh, uh, the dude from Monty Python that did the junkyards. There were so many great voices that I didn't respect as a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, they they didn't have to go that hard. No, nah, they didn't. And, you know but what I mean? they went full, like they uh, they went above and beyond. Yeah, I mean it's a really well done movie. Like the whole thing is solid. And that's all why the they way, put it out again every time. Yeah, all the years. way down to the soundtrack. Like the soundtrack is great. Like, it's just a, I mean, all-around great movie. I keep saying that. It is. All-around. And, yo, but by the time we do the next episode, we're going to spend two minutes because Bill's going to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just get your reaction uh, of it. But I think you're going to love it. You're going to be like, hmm. Okay. What did uh, you say? Un- Unicron is the planet one? Yeah. Unicron is the planet. And and you can you can clearly see it coming towards Earth. Or he's like a moon. Or a yeah, moon. it's a moon. We call it a planet, but he's the size of a moon. But you, when that's when you no think moon. about the fact that that's a transformer, that would be huge. Galactic size. Yeah, that is huge. Yeah, he's fucking giganto, like a celestial size. Yep, yep. This is going to be great. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to Rise of the Beast. I I personally can't wait. I think this is Michael Bay's chance to redeem himself. And I think the fans are going to be uh, satisfied. I hope so. Now I need to watch Bumblebee and give you my reaction. You do. Let's make that happen. I should. All right, it's fans. About, it's about that time. Yeah. yeah. Make sure, for one, for all the folks out there that are on social media, make sure uh, you follow The Comic Zone on Instagram. We are also on TikTok. We're on Facebook, too. Join the group, man. Talk to us. Uh, But wherever you get your podcast, Apple Music, Spotify, you can go to thecomiczonepodcast.com. You know what I mean? You can definitely find us everywhere. Give us those reviews. Let us know what you like, what you didn't like. Thecomiczone.com, not... You're right. Thank you. Thank you for that Just correction. To clear that up. Sorry. Do it again. Thecomiczone.com. That's comics with an X. With an X. Stay black, homies.